0: Hi and welcome back to Not So Silent Reading. Hi Katie. Hey Char, how are you? I'm doing great. It's a Friday evening and I'm
1: hanging out with my best friend and yeah. we're talking about a book, like what could be better? Our favorite thing really? to do on a Friday night. <laughs> Just run me the Sims and we have high school all over again.
0: <laughs> um. Well, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking, I was like, oh, it's Friday night. Like I couldn't have a glass of wine while we tape this. And then because I'm so old, I was like, oh no, I don't really want to feel hungover tomorrow morning. So I'm going to have a hot chamomile tea instead. So that's what I'm drinking. I regret 85 to inform-
1: year old. <laughs> I regret to inform you that I was at Trader Joe's this afternoon. I was like, oh, I should grab a little like sparkling wine for tonight. And then I was like, nah, never mind." And what do I have? chai tea with like or chai concentrate with like a protein milk so that I get my protein intake for the day <laughs> oh my god because bone health matters <laughs> I
0: mean I'm not even embarrassed because I enjoy it but Honestly, it's very funny
1: all I know is that we've never been hotter, so <laughs> we're doing something right.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah, alcohol dehydrates your skin. So I do yes. think that we're doing the right
1: <laughs> So true. <laughs> and we are setting ourselves up for a great night of sleep, which is also great for our skin.
0: <laughs> I know. I, like last night, I had like a little dessert. And I slept so horribly. And I'm like, I think I slept terribly because I had dessert late at night. And I'm like, that's so sad. Like, that a fucking piece of chocolate yeah. is the reason I can't sleep at night. Like, what it, do I have to do?
1: Unacceptable. And that is probably because it was late at night. And then your acid reflux came up on you. Yeah. That's yeah. a me problem, too. <laughs>
0: I mean, maybe something else is going on, but like,
1: I was like I feel like you know it's pretty some
0: routine like similar routine usual and that was the only thing I could think of that like kind of made me like I was just really struggling to fall asleep anyway my
1: body will betray me at every turn that's what I've learned (laughs) (laughs) so
0: today I know I say I'm always excited for the book but today I'm like really excited for the book
1: yeah wait though I think we should keep the tradition alive and we should give our homework examples of self-compassion self-compassion Okay. Yes. You want to lead off today?
0: So, um, yes, I'll lead off. I, um, last time we, uh, read the body keeps the score and I don't know why it, it prompted me to write this as homework, but I was like, Oh, I should reflect more on my emotions and like become better at identifying them. I think that's what I took away from part of the book. So my homework was to print out like one of those emotional wheels. I don't know if you've seen them. They like they start with like bigger emotions and then kind of like drill down to like more subtle nuances. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll stick that in my journal. So when I journal, I'm like being a little bit more articulate about what I'm actually feeling. I didn't do that. And <laughs> I would feel <laughs> so this is the self-compassion part. Is that yeah. before I would have been like, oh, I'm such a dumbass. I didn't do that. Like, I'm terrible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just gonna be like, yep, I didn't do that. And it's okay. And I don't care. So, um, that's a win, I think. And then the other part, which we'll get to more, I think when we get into the book, but I'm doing, I'm trying to do this March, um, kind of challenge. Uh, I'm calling it March gladness, kind of a play on word of March madness. Oh, love that. It's, um, ties into like what the book talks about, but I've not, I'll just preface it by saying I've not like achieved all my goals, Mm -hmm. but I'm okay. Like some things I've done well, and I'm going to take those and the stuff I haven't, you know, done as consistently as I would have liked. Also, I'm just going to let it go and not care.
1: But I love that. um I think that that's great I think that that's good because you can kind of like you know he talks about meditation a little bit in this book too and I think there's just like a part of it where it's like I am recognizing that I didn't accomplish what I was going to but also that's fine I will uh, endeavor to do better and it's fine if life gets in the way every now and then well I had um, this
0: thought the other day sorry I do um, oh, that- but I had this thought where I was like you know there's already like enough challenges in the world. And I was like, what kind of freedom would it feel like? Like how wonderful would it feel to just not have the like additional burden of like shitting on yourself on top of all the other stuff you have to do? You know what I mean? I was like, what would that, what would a day of that feel like? Cause I don't think I've ever felt that. And I've been trying to like do that more and it's really freeing. It's like, oh, this feels so much better. (laughs) It's like a new way to live.
1: I also feel like there's something about how, like, our either not, I don't feel like there's something, there is research that also supports, like, the way our brain works, like, our inner thoughts kind of like shape our outlooks on stuff, too. So if our inner thoughts are turned more gentle towards ourselves, then, like, you, you pick up on that in other ways too where you're like oh man I missed it like okay and like the next time like you like think about it like you've already kind of rewired your brain to be like a little bit gentler to yourself and it gets a little easier over time um and I feel like when I was like hyper fixated on what I wasn't doing it's all I could see and when I got a little gentle with myself I was like cool like what else is happening like what else have, what book have I read like what else is going on um and that's been like a nice pivot too. Like that that kind of inner thought, like the inner talk of my brain being like less of a dick has been pleasant on my life.
0: <laughs> so let's turn to you. What about you? Your homework your self-compassion. Yeah.
1: Obs- uh, obs- yeah. So I winter is like a little and honestly dc did not have like a bad winter this season at all but when it's like rainy and cold and i have to like put on my mittens and my coat to like go out for walks i'm just like a little less motivated to go out and so i was been really trying to force myself to be in the habit of like being a morning walk girly oh i've got like a cute little routine and i could reroute it to starbucks if i need a little treat for myself um but the point is just like up and out the door having like sun on my face within like the first hour of me waking up also a deep dive recommendation that they talked about too. Um, but also like, it's just been better for my like sleep and all these other things. And I feel like when I wake up and I have steps, like I, you know, and I get going, then I feel like I'm more productive at work and like my, my brain can calm down because I've gotten a little movement going. So all of that has been like my goal. And then I got very sick, in February like one of those stomach bugs like probably not the norovirus thank goodness but like maybe in that neighbor family of illnesses and so I was super sick for a week and then like the second week I just like was not better like I wasn't as bad but like I just was still like not eating very much like felt really like weak and like I really had to kind of like remind myself that like you were ill, like, you're not eating food, you cannot go for a four mile walk, and then eat nothing, and then wonder why you're not healing, <laughs> like, you have to take it slow, um, and so I tried to really, like, be gentle with myself about, like, um, you know, you don't, your Fitbit is, like, a tool to help you, like, track, like, how, like, that you're moving as much as you think you are, it is not, like, a bully on your wrist <laughs> telling you to walk 10,000 steps, um, and so I think that that was, like, a, a challenge for me, to not feel like I was just a little bump on the log because I was a little under the weather. Um, But to really be like, no, no, like your body needs to heal. You can't like overexert yourself when you're not like fueling your body and you're not feeling well enough to fuel your body. So... You're plum out of luck, girlfriend. Um, and so I feel like that was like good. And then like my first weekend, that I really kind of felt back at it. Um, my friend and I made a plan to go for a walk through Rock Creek Park. And it was so nice to be out and we were having such a lovely conversation that we suddenly walked five miles and then realized we had to turn around. <laughs> so and then five. I accidentally walked ten miles. Oh wow. But I did have breakfast before we went on this walk, and then I came home and I said, okay. You overcorrected and that is, that is going to be tough on you. (laughs) And so my feet were mad at me and I took some time to like recover appropriately from that too. And so I think it's embarrassing, but like also like feels kind of just like on brand that in my mid thirties, I still, I'm like trying to figure out how to be a good uh, caretaker of my own body. (laughs) Uh, And I don't always nail it. So there we are.
0: Body changes. So it's yeah. different than a few years ago, than ten years ago, and
1: totally. Yeah. Um, and I'm still trying to like be gentle with it, and like, like, what do we need? Like, you know, I feel like my body's a very fickle plant, and I'm just worried that I overwater it or don't get it enough sunlight, and it's just it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to be a person. <laughs> um, but I, I like to, to the theme of this. I didn't feel like guy was like failing or the negative self-talk that might've come from that, like, wow, you just did nothing for two weeks. Like, oh my God, it's gonna be a nightmare for you to get back into running. Like, there was just like all of that kind of like inner stuff that would have been harsher didn't exist really this time around because I was trying to like remind myself, like you have to like properly fuel your body so it can do the things. And so we're not able to, like it just could break it down into like a little bit more of a reality-based thing than, you know, a 2002 Mean Girl in my head. So,
0: well, I good. think I'm going to give us both A's on this Thank homework you. assignment from yes. last month. So
1: Emotional A's. That's what we deserve.
0: <laughs> Not that I guess. Maybe it's like counterproductive to be assigning grades.
1: I think it just helps that they're always going to be A's. Like we're always going to get an A. I think it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> Our AYSO medals. <laughs> yeah, Everyone gets um, yeah, so it's fine. And you know what? This is the practice. We are cultivating a practice and that we get an A for that. Uh okay, I'm ready to jump into the book now.
0: Okay, so the book, um How to Calm Your Mind by Chris Bailey. Um I heard about Chris Bailey first through a talk that I listened to that he did and was intrigued and so I started following the podcast and listening to the podcast he does it every other week with his wife Arden. And they basically just cover different like strategies um, around it's called time and attention, I think. So a lot of it is like, yeah, different strategies around how to improve productivity, like time management, um, awareness, uh, just kind of that realm of, of uh, topics. And I really enjoy that. I recommend people listen to it. And then he came out with a book recently. So I was like, oh, I'll check this out. Um and I will will say, like, I think a lot of the stuff in there, I guess we can go through it, but I mean, like a lot of these books we read, a lot of it is not like it's stuff we know, right? It's not necessarily like revolutionary, but the way I think he presents it, I thought was really or I there were certain parts parts of the book that I really liked and um really resonated with me so we can get into that but um I don't know what was your was your take
1: I on the whole I think I thought it was like good and interesting and like a useful like kind of reminder um I tend to be a little skeptical when um scientists especially like behavioral scientists who are talking about like either uh diet culture or like hyper productivity or focus and stuff talk about kind of like the evolution of our brains and like our bodies and like when they get into like our you know ancestors were used to walking like however much they were used to walking and you know we do so like I some of that stuff always kind of gives me a little pause I'm like I don't know how much I like buy into this like yeah for sure like evolution's like a real thing but like I don't I don't think that that you know, it's like the paleo diet. It's like I don't think we need to g- revert to that for reasons unknown. Um, so I had a little skepticism on some of those things that he kind of like mentioned every now and then. But like on the whole, like he just was like the the TLDR is like, um, our phones are like a tiny stress device that we just carry with us always. <laughs> um, and yeah, <laughs> and like you you got to figure out how to manage like your intake so that you don't just carry around a stress device. Um, and that is like, I think a useful perspective. And, um, I I think that also he talks a lot about like stimulation and like stimulation fasting. I would be curious for like either parents of autistic kids or folks that might be on the autism spectrum themselves. Like there might be like really useful nuggets there that are just more nuanced than, um, than I, I feel, um, or I know I noticed, but like, I think that that is probably a useful nuance within this book that maybe I just didn't have the neurochemistry to appreciate.
0: Well, what I liked about this that part was the part that I liked the best actually out of the book was like uh. the part about like how we're so overstimulated. Um, and how that leads to while we think it leads to more productivity, it actually has this counter effect to make us more anxious and less calm. And when you're less calm, you're less productive is I think yeah. one of the things he he argues in the book. And so um And like that, the amount of information that our brains are processing today versus like even a hundred years ago or 150 years ago is dramatically different. And, um, I, I don't know that that resonated with me because I've, I don't know, I maybe have been trying to figure out how to get less on my, like spend less time on my phone and more in the analog world as he describes. Um, it's, it's hard, uh, But I also liked the part where he talks about, yeah, the different or like analog versus digital world and basically how a lot of our satisfaction or like when you think about the things that make you happy or satisfied or productive, a lot of them exist in the analog world and not in the digital world. So like spending more time like in person with friends or family or um, rather than on social media or really engaging in the work that you're doing and not just being like, constantly like looking at new, refreshing a news Mm -hmm. website or, um, that kind of thing can really help calm your mind. Um, I
1: don't know. Yeah. I also think that there's like, um, maybe it's like the, what's right. Like, um, the habit of like always checking your phone and like he talks a lot about like the dopamine hit of like notifications and kind of like that constant like pull for attention. There's like another part of that is like when you are in the analog world and you're with somebody who's like pretty obsessed with their phone or keeps checking it, it is like, frustrating and like if they check more than you you're like it becomes i think very noticeable um and i got me a little curious about like well what happens like when uh, i am the one who's maybe more on my phone than they are it doesn't it usually happen i'm a pretty i often live my life on do not disturb on my phone which is great because i feel like i'll come to my phone when i'm ready never not going to come to my phone but um it just helps me kind of keep my own focus um when i need to and i think working from home that has been like a useful tool For better or worse. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then I think the other he talks about like the opposite of calm, like the first chapter is the opposite of calm, um, which I thought was like a like it was anxiety, basically, um, which felt right to me. I was like, yeah, that checks out. Um, And I think that that I wouldn't have framed it that way before this book. Uh, And I thought that was, like, a useful kind of, like, framing because that means that the opposite of anxiety is calm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I would have thought previously the opposite of anxiety was, like, rest, which is maybe my own version of how my anxiety kind of manifests. Um, I feel like it's, like, a frenetic activity when I'm anxious. And then rest is, like, not necessarily calm. Like, I think there's nuance there, too. Um so I did like that framing for it. Um cause it's made me super aware of like when I mindlessly scroll just to be mindlessly scrolling.
0: Well, scroll. I um in the book he talks about how he did for a month a dopamine fast where he vastly reduced like all these different um habits I guess that he had in his life that he was noticing gave him all these dopamine hits, but we're not very, um, satisfying in the long term. So things like social media, mm-hmm. checking news a lot, ordering too much takeout food, um, and blinking on some of the others that he did, but are like watching t- TV kind of just like mindlessly trying to figure out what to watch on TV. Um, checking like email, like that's another one that I thought was surprising is like, just Even if it's your work email, like you feel like you're productive, just like refreshing your inbox, but it really, um, unless you have a job that like really requires urgent email, um, that most of the time, like if you check it only a couple times a day, that would be fine, right? Yeah. Um, So... Go ahead. Also,
1: I was gonna say, like, it also made me think, like, email for sure is like a great example. Um, like, there's just so few emails that like are need a really timely response. Like, it's great if you can like send it off. Um, but one of the things I've been thinking about in like my own work is like. I've kind of time blocked my day so that the first hour of my day is like checking emails, responding, writing a to do list, like getting kind of like ramped up for the day. And I have that like blocked on my calendar. Um, and then my lunch hour is like blocked on my calendar. And then like from five to six is blocked on my calendar for like wrap up, like finish the last few things for the day. Um Kind of like map out what is still on your to-do list for tomorrow, um, and kind of like game plan for like what comes next. And like I have that like as recurring things on my Outlook calendar, and like I have prompts in my like wind down, um, like hour block of like okay like what did you avoid doing today and why like how long do you think it would like kind of like prompts to get myself to think about it a little differently and I did that a few years ago and like I don't always like kind of like answer those questions but even just like having that time blocked like I'm now in the habit of like okay this is like my button up time um like make my list like make sure that like things aren't like falling off my to-do list and gearing up um And when he talked about, like, kind of needing space to to be productive and, like, feeling like you're frantically doing stuff, like, is not when people are their most productive. Um, I've had to do, like, a lot of, like, uh, policy and, like, document generation at work. And I'm like, oh, I just need five hours to Dare at a blank page and like not in one chunk and so like i'll try to do like two hours of um like white space in like the morning where it's just like no no calendar invites it's just like me working on the thing i need to work on while my brain is like its freshest and then like editing in the afternoon where like i don't have to be as like thought like thinking about when my brain is in its like rhythm of most productive and like planning uh, my work around that, and like it's been as someone in a role that has like a ton of flexibility because I'm not super meeting heavy. It's been like a super useful perspective, and it felt kind of nice to see some of like similar themes in this book. To be like, look at me, I'm a, I'm on trend. <laughs> right, I mean, yeah, <laughs>
0: I I strongly believe in calendar blocking and time blocking. That's I that's how I manage almost my to do list now at work. Is like I just everything's on my calendar that I need to get mm-hmm. done. Um. Uh, but otherwise, it just like doesn't happen,
1: right? Same. Uh, and I, it's interesting because they have access to like um executive like leadership calendars and like they're just in back to back to back to back meetings and like when are you doing like the work and like some like for sure at that level like some of the work is in meetings but like there's got to be like other like the the deep thinking that is what their expertise that is what makes their expertise so valuable there's so little time for it And I feel like that's like a trap in like corporate america of like we don't like leave people who need the time to do deep thinking the time to do deep thinking um And it's just like the busyness paradox, I think, at the at the top of organizations continues unabated.
0: (laughs) I've heard other people talk about this as like flow. You need like time for flow to like get into that. And I think we've all probably experienced this where you're in that kind of groove. You're like you kind of lose sense of time or like lose track Mm -hmm. of time. You're like in the zone. And then when someone interrupts you or something interrupts you, it's like it's like being thrown like cold water on your head. I feel like it's like, okay, like you're totally now disoriented and have to repivot. And it's hard to get into that um, state. Like it takes time. It takes blocks mm-hmm. of time, at least for me. Like I can't, it's it's hard for me between like, yeah, if I have like a half hour between two meetings to like really, you know, get into that headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I need more bigger chunks of time.
1: Yeah, I agree. And like I also part of what I like about like walking in the mornings um or working out in the mornings is like that w- my brain starts firing on all cylinders when I'm doing that. Like if it's like a boring walk and I'm just like listening to music or like a podcast, like my brain is like working in the background of like what's on my agenda for today. Did I think about this? Like, oh, you know what would be like a great way to approach this is put this way. And like, you know, I can kind of get that idea generation um happening because like for the movement like mind connection like is super relevant to my to me and how i work and how i think i think um so it's been really nice to have that as a as a habit and like sometimes when i get stuck on something i'll go for a walk around the block and be like okay like i just need to sort out this puzzle um i hit a roadblock and i can solve that problem faster by going for a walk than if i was just like forcing myself to sit at my desk like and try to like unravel it yeah I, and that is also the lack uh, of a work from Homer.
0: I feel like this has evolved into work productivity tips, but another one that I'm gonna share that I actually learned from um the author's podcast is um like and he does this himself is like thinking in threes and Um, you'll have like three things a day that he is focused on getting done. So what are like just one, two, three, like, what are the three things you need to get done that day? And like, obviously a lot of times we get done a lot more than three things a day, Mm -hmm. but it has helped me, especially on days where I feel very like there's too much going on and, um, that there's a lot of requests being thrown at me it's nice to be like okay what are like really by the end of the day the three most important things that have to be finished and what can wait until tomorrow um Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then it's kind of nice because then you can like check them off um but i
1: think it yeah feels very satisfying um but i do, and like as much as yeah we got into like a productivity uh tangent Part of, I think, why that's valuable, though, is, like, back to this, like, calmness. Like, if I feel like I'm in control of how I'm using my time to address my to-do list and, like, get it done, then I don't feel like my to-do list is, like, running me or, like, um, I'm drinking from, like, a fire hose or any of those, like, you know, overwhelm feelings. Um, I feel like, cool. Like, I, I am the one running this show. <laughs> um yeah, and that that does let me feel a little bit more of a sense of calm in work. Or at least like to and like he talks about burnout too, because it's a theme. Um but yeah like it definitely lets me like avoid burnout and like ensure that I'm not to the point where I'm so depleted where I need months off to kind of like recover.
0: Well I again I heard this quote I'm not sure where but it's always stuck with me is you have to run the day or the day will run you. And I always Mm -hmm. think about that. Cause there are days where like, yeah, I'm like, I'm running the day. Like I got the things done that I need to get done. And then there are days where it's like an hour in and like, nope, like everything I had planned goes out the window. Mm -hmm. And like, it's the day is running me. And, um, I don't know. I always think about that. I'm always like, yeah, let's try to run the day. But it, Mm -hmm. you know, like, obviously you can't, every day is not going to be feasible, but, um, I forget how we got on this topic, but the dopamine fast is, I think, where I started. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, so I'm trying this, my own version of dopamine fasting for March. Did I already talk about this? That it's March gladness, not March madness?
1: I think that was before we started recording. Oh, okay. Sorry if this is
0: repetitive, but I'm calling it March gladness because it's a play on words for March madness, the basketball tournament. But I wanted something a little <laughs> bit more positive than March Madness.
1: Right. So <laughs> the I, exploitation of young men and women. Um
0: <laughs> and I wanted, um so I wrote down like a list of rules or guidelines for the month that I was gonna that I'm trying to do for 30 days and to kind of do this like weaning off of over dopamine mm-hmm. tasks. So things like um well the biggest ones for me are um Like trying to check email and texts like on my phone and messages on my phone, only doing that three times a day. I would say that I've been very unsuccessful in that so far. (laughs) It's
1: It's great to have a goal. Kind of flown out the window.
0: Um, Another one is trying to walk three miles a day, Um, which is I think less, slightly less than 10,000 steps for me, but 10,000 steps was like too high of a bar. So it's like- men,
1: It's arbitrary, it's marketing, you're fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So I'm like, okay, three miles, I think I could do that. Um, Again, I would say like I'm better, like a B on that so far. So like it feels like a small enough number that it's achievable every day, but there have been days where I haven't been able to hit it. But I, again, I'm just going to be okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, the no phone or computer after 9.00 PM, which like that, I actually have done pretty well at, I've been able to turn everything off by nine and just, and TV and get just on a book. Um, let's see, uh, removing social media apps. I did take them off, but then I go to the website (laughs) version.
1: Oh, you found a
0: workaround. (laughs) I found a workaround. And so I need to, um, yeah figure out a way to like take that off i think i'm i need to block that on my phone and just only check maybe social media on my computer for like if i'm posting cuz i do post i feel like it's not fair to say like no social media cuz i do post for like some mm-hmm. stuff like extracurricular activities that i want to be engaged in and yeah. i don't want to totally give that up so and then um oh another one is um doing a 2 minute meditation every day which that i've been successful at so it's been really good um and journaling at night and it's like a really quick journal it's actually a really cool journal um my mom got it for me but it's like called five year it's like five year journal or something but it has each day of the year has like five entries and so for the first year you do it you write it in the first like on the top section and then the next year you write it in the next section so then you can like look back like a year ago, two years ago, what did I do? Or like what
1: this what little analog time hop. I love it. <laughs> I know. And it's really cool. Is yeah, it's like a
0: it's like an analog um, you know, time thing from Facebook or iPhone yeah. photos. And it's been really nice. And it's a very short little entry. You don't get that much room to write, mm-hmm. which is wonderful because then it's like it's quick. I'm done in like a minute or 30 seconds. It's like you don't have to write a novel, which I think always scared me off of journaling, was like, I don't want to like Right at the end of the day, for very long, but mm-hmm. anyway, so I recommend that for people, and that I've also been consistent. Um. Oh, there's an, there's another one. Um, sorry, this is like going on and on, but I'll stop after this one. The other one is I check a lot of gossip sites every day, and I'm trying to limit that to what one. Are you on?
1: day. Is it Douma? Do, uh, like do moi? Like there's that celebrity gossip site with all the blind items.
0: Oh, I've not seen that. But maybe well, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you about that. I'll ta- we'll talk tell in April. <laughs> I'm not gonna listen because I already have too many that I checked. First okay. thing. But it is who I am. You know I'm a, a what is it? A voyeur of voy- where yeah, you a live? voyeur
1: I'm into yeah.
0: Okay, that's love it. it.
1: <laughs> okay. Are you like doing like a tracker to see how well you do on your march of gladness every day? No,
0: I thought about it, but it's just again like another thing that I probably won't keep up with, and mm-hmm. so it's just a list that I wrote out and I keep it on my desk and um, just try to like kind of yeah have yeah,
1: in mind. Um, I'm like a bullet journal girl, um, and like you know inconsistent for sure, but like I love a monthly tracker for it, um, and it's like the similar like the habits habits I'm trying to build and like build in some consistency. I've got on my little tracker, and it's nice uh, to have that. But I do think that, like, I like this outlook of, like, uh, kind of, like, these monthly, like, goals and, like, kind of creating some distance between the things that, like, weren't serving you um, is, like, a nice kind of, like, approach to it. Like, not all or nothing. And I think, you know, he talks about, like, your values, too. And, like, when you're thinking about um, how to, like, make these choices, like, what are you valuing? And, like, you do value, like, building community and, like, online spaces for, like, your extracurricular. So, that seems to be like in alignment and not just like um defaulting into scrolling because your brain can't be bored <laughs> but well
0: and what i will say is that I, I guess i kind of like buried the lead here is like doing this i mean the first few days i was really strict about it it's so hard like why mm. only checking your your text messages like twice or three times a day is like i i don't know i found it very difficult and um, like not yeah. media.
1: the group chats would be going. I would have group chats that are 75 messages long by the time I came back.. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, but like it's really, really hard. and that's what's made me really aware of how hooked and addicted we all are or I am. I shouldn't speak for others, but like, I didn't think I was that much of a phone user or like addicted mm-hmm. to my phone. I, I think I put myself in like a medium scale but like mm-hmm. i'm like oh wow like it's much more than i work cuz now i'm like i'm like what do i do like i'm like in between you know you're in between calls and you have like a minute downtime mm-hmm. and i'm the first thing i want to do is just like check my phone
1: mm-hmm. it's like
0: oh but i'm not supposed to do that right now so it's yeah. um yeah it's it's a challenge but i back to values it's like i don't really want to look back on my life and be like what did i spend my time on like i spent a lot of time scrolling through like whatever websites like or, right. or social media it's like that's not and another thing is when you stop doing a lot of that I, another thing I've realized is you get a lot of time back I'm like oh mm-hmm. I have more time in the day <laughs> <'Cause I'm> like, <laughs> so many hours little, to fill all those little minutes checking email checking like this that it like mm-hmm. at really adds up it's crazy yeah
1: I so uh, I was thinking like as I he talks about kind of like the analog world and like kind of where where our brain really like fires on all synapses um and I was thinking about like my schedule for this month and I'm like I am doing great (laughs) um like I like have been particularly thinking about one it's budget driven um with (laughs) eggs being the price that they are these days um i've had to make some budget adjustments by the way yeah (laughs)
0: they've gotten
1: so outrageous no i'm so sorry about the avian flu but it's very hard on my bottom line um because as i have mentioned i'm really working on my protein intake right now Um, so thinking about like my kind of budget and like prioritizing, like it's easier for me to think about prioritizing my money than it is to think about prioritizing my time. Cause I feel like I have a ton of time and I have very limited (laughs) money. Um, and that's not necessarily true. Um, we'll get into my mortality later, but for now, like, I feel like, what i've gotten good about is like being like hey like haven't chatted with you in a while any chance you want to go for a walk or like oh the weather looks great this weekend you want to like hit the trails and like finding ways to like spend time with people i care about in these like one-on-one settings that like are for free or like we could go for and like grab like a coffee after or like a dinner after but like the whole event isn't centered around like alcohol which i feel like is easy to to do um and like t- tomorrow, um, I so I play on a kickball team, which he talks about like hobbies that he's gotten into um and he got into improv, <laughs> then they're done that. Um <laughs> and I play on a kickball and team. So like I, and I crushed it. <laughs> um and so you know i'm on a kickball team now and it's opening weekend this weekend and like there's like a mixer tonight and like i have like a busy day tomorrow so i was like oh i'm gonna skip the mixer tonight um tomorrow we have like kickball practice and then i'm going to an umpire clinic because i'm an umpire um and then we have i'm hosting a paint and sip for my team um and so it's like it's not alcohol driven like people so I bought all these canvases and easels and paint and like paper plates and like basically we're gonna have like a painting party where everybody can paint their own little eight by ten canvas and uh we're ordering pizza and we're just like gonna gather in someone's kind of like community space at their apartment building um and basically just like have like girls night in and like basically paint have pizza and like spend time together um not alcohol driven and like not like phone driven which i think is great um but i was like in thinking about like an event to do like i was like i want something that's like tactile um like space for creativity seems like a fun option and like this is like a very budget friendly way to do it um and so like thinking about again, like, again, I think about like, it's easier for me to manage my budget than my time, but like often they're pretty well aligned. So now I'm going to have three hours with friends, like trying something new. None of us are, well, maybe some of them are artists. I don't want to limit anybody. but, like, practicing creativity and, like, the subject that we're going to paint is, like, the logo that we chose for our jerseys this year. Um, And then it's going to be, like, you can paint this or you can paint, like, what this team means to you. Like, whatever that means. Like, if, if a at a blank canvas is going to panic you, if we've got something. But don't feel beholden to it. Go nuts. <laughs> Um, and so like, then on Sunday we have like our opening day of kickball and then brunch afterwards. And so there's a lot of time together this weekend and it is a cult in many ways. Um, (laughs) but like, I thought about like how great it is that like, I've got all this time planned for people or with people in the analog world. And these these are like deep relationships that I have, um, that have grown out of like the deeply goofy sport of kickball for adults. (laughs) that like I bought cleats for, to kick a rubber ball. (laughs) Um, But there is like to the point of it, I'm like that is like so meaningful to me because like I get, there's a built-in schedule for me to spend time with people who like I love deeply and it just feels really good. And like if there's a community aspect of it that like I feel very much a part of like my community and like this community and like all of that strong sense of connection lends itself to calm because there is like a there is there's people who have my back like there's people whose backs I have like there is that connection piece that like he doesn't go into a ton in the book like he talks a little bit about it when he like admitted that he didn't have close male friends I said yes you had most men in America um but I do think that that was like an undercurrent where like I have definitely found uh calm and like not not always productivity but sometimes yes productivity like through like those connections and that kind of analog relationships that like he does talk about this greater satisfaction is where he he ties it back into um and that's kind of like nice to be like cool like am I crushing it on all these things no but my baseline feels pretty on track which is nice But I am a TikTok girl, so I do stay on my phone.
0: (laughs) TikTok, I had to take off my phone because that will suck you into some kind of vortex of where time does not exist. And like all of it, more so than Instagram or Facebook. Like, I don't know what, how they've built that app, but it will really just suck you in you can mm-hmm. spend hours on it very easily. that
1: algorithm works harder than chris jenner for <laughs> sure <laughs> uh, and tiktok is because it's a chinese-owned uh app they get to a point where like when you've been on it they're like hey you've been scrolling for a while take a lap and like they'll kick you off and i was like oh no i got to the end of the internet <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't know they did that yeah how, how did i on there to get there three hours three
0: don't ask me how I know (laughs) no judgment this is judgment free zone
1: that was like in the pan I mean I probably has happened since the pandemic but in like the height of the pandemic when I kind of got onto tiktok and was like oh what's happening here and then they were like get off here I said oh my god you're right tiktok I'm so sorry (laughs) um yeah so like you know I still like to do a little scrolling every now and then but it's that level of time I, I don't get sucked into um
0: yeah, have you ever checked like on i on your phone like the how much time you spent on your phone today?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm, it's
0: mm-hmm. so depressing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, i feel like, like when... how did that add up? Like, I'm like, some days I'm like, how did I spend five hours on my phone today? Like, I don't even think I was on right. it that much, and it like adds yeah. up to five hours. It's like, th-
1: what? That's bonkers. Why right. did my Spotify do that to me? Was I betrayed by Libro FM? <laughs> no, get out of here, you guys. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: Um, oh boy. But
1: so I liked
0: the challenge of that. That for me was like the biggest takeaway was like how to challenge myself with that, with, with trying to do more that, of the things that are actually satisfying to my life mm-hmm. and less of the like things that feel satisfying, but really in reality are not. And we, again, mm-hmm. I think it's stuff we all kind of know from like mm-hmm. just culture or like what we've heard, but um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that, um,
0: and like, of course, if you're on like TikTok or Instagram or whatever, and you can like, in, you know, just constantly get a bunch of like literally millions of videos at your fingertips, or you're just Mm -hmm. like, you know, within 20 minutes of scrolling, you've seen like hundreds and hundreds of pictures, if not thousands, like, of course, then when you go to like, I don't know, for a walk without any music or a podcast or, you read a book or you do something that's a much slower pace, like it feels like so much slower and boring because, Mm -hmm. um, and don't get me wrong. Like I love, I, I do read a lot and like, I love books. I'm not saying books are boring, but I think like, if you're used to that level of stimulation, which is what he's saying, then when Mm -hmm. you kind of bring it back to something more basic or analog, it's like, it feels like this, like real step back like your mm-hmm. and your body almost starts to crave it like i the first few days it was almost like when you're maybe like not eating sugar for a few days or you're not mm-hmm. or not drinking coffee you know and you have these withdrawals it like it really felt like a withdrawal it was crazy yeah uh
1: that is like of an interesting perspective because i wouldn't have thought about like withdrawal in that way but i could totally see it because it is like in my head i'd be like oh it's just like habit i just have to break this habit but like that's also like my brain is wired to crave that thing um and i used to like wake up and like kind of scroll for a bit in bed before i was like ready to commit to starting my day um and since like reading this book i was like okay no, no phone in bed is like now like the rule like uh i can i can linger for a minute if i want to daydream for a few minutes before i get out of bed that's fine but like i can't just like be on my phone there um and so i've kind of pivoted from like instead of ingesting social media in the morning like while i make coffee or whatever like now it's either like music it's either spotify or book on tape like i can have going for like that stimulation but yeah it'll suck you in real quick the 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 algorithms yeah And, like, back to my theme of budget versus time, um, when I deleted TikTok for the first time, well, not the first time, one of the times, um, it was because I found myself doing a lot more shopping um, on TikTok because that, like, influencer stuff was really working on me. Um, And so now I think I've gotten, like, a little bit better about, like, don't get carried away. Like, you live in a small apartment. It's a one-in-one-out rule. What are you going to throw out if you buy this thing? (laughs) Um, and so that, like, I've gotten a little bit more like my defenses are up, but I think earlier on, I didn't really understand how influencer culture and like, um, economy was going to evolve as quickly as it did. And it got me, I bought stupid stuff. (laughs) Uh, and so I was like, oh no.
0: It's like the new, um, QVC or the new, like, remember those infomercials like on TV back in the day, like, it's like pan that makes only this thing but it will change yeah. your life
1: and then they would have it in like a sepia tone somebody who like couldn't make that thing and then like <laughs> yeah. bright color to the person who could with the special pan oh bring me back <laughs>
0: that's what I feel like I mean yeah some of this like uh, online marketing is or yeah media marketing is kind of is just like a new it's right the same thing new um what's the word like new form new like yeah
1: but it's Right. yeah. Because I thought I was watching a cute girl do a get ready with me while she told me about a bad date story. And then I'm like, do I need that foundation? Look how smooth that's going on. And mm-hmm. then I realized this was the trap. Don't bring me in with your bad dates and then sell me some shit. <laughs> but they will. They sure yeah. will. Oh, boy. The lines
0: um, are sort of more blurred, I feel like, between what is um, advertising and what is just original content and like yeah. you see it even i mean this is probably a tangent but on even on news websites like now you'll see like spawn some articles are sponsored content and some aren't and it's like hard to tell sometimes what is like sponsored versus like an actual article yeah. by, the, um, by the news organization
1: yeah um i have not seen that as much because i stay loyal to npr uh we have different roles
0: <laughs> i'm trying to blink on what I want to say, is it like BuzzFeed maybe? Or- oh, probably. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to like... Um,
1: besmirch the good I, name. Yeah, I don't want
0: to besmirch the name. So I should probably like follow up on which, but I've seen that on some, or like I know a website I actually really like called Visual Capitalist, um, mm. which has some really amazing graphics and like I I really like their stuff. But some of it I think is like called out as sponsored and I always kind of take that with a grain of salt because I'm just like not sure like who is that from and what Mm. are they trying
1: to yeah end goal right yeah what's the what was their intent in sponsoring this content yeah Yeah. um yeah and I do think that this is like also part of like the stress level that comes with being on our phones and like how how it makes it like harder to like calm your mind and like trust like sources because like You could follow the money down a deep, deep pit (laughs) of everything, Um, and so I think that it's very like you know. I think he talked about this like that the the people who have like the most um, like audacious opinions drive the most traffic, and so they get promoted more and interacted with more, and so like uh, it's not necessarily. I mean, some people do believe outlandish shit. Um, but also like there, there is an intent in them kind of like rage trafficking and like whatever, all of that stuff, like rage baiting people so that they get that engagement. So they have a broader reach. And so like, Being, like, mindful of, like, the kind of insidious architecture of a lot of these structures has been, like, a useful kind of, like, counterweight for me where I'm, like, yes, yes, it's all fun and games when I'm just, like, learning new makeup tricks and, like, you know, watching these, like, sounds and people do dance, whatever. I have a good time with all of that, but, like, I think it's very easy to, like, slide down that slope of, like how did this get to me? Like, why is this coming to me? Although I will say TikTok does not play with me. I don't get nonsense on TikTok. TikTok knows me better than I know myself.
0: <laughs> and, and, um, It's funny because like, as I've been trying to make more f- friends or like spend more time with people in real life here in a, in a city where I'm new-ish mm-hmm. um, and having to meet new people, um, like I've realized I'm I don't know again, if this is like COVID or just, and we like didn't get out as much for the last few years and meet new people, or is it um, like spending more time online versus in real life, but like meeting new people, I'm like nervous. Like I met a few new people the other day and I was like nervous before the event. Like, Oh, like, what if like, I felt so awkward. I'm like, what if they don't like me? What if like, what am I going to talk about? And like, I never really felt that way. Like yeah, I always was a little nervous before meeting people before, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't like this paralyzed, like anxiety, social anxiety, really. I had never felt that before. And, um, maybe also because I'm like drinking less than maybe I was in my twenties where before, like maybe before you would have like a couple of drinks, right. When you Mm -hmm. go to an event with new people. So like, you're just a little bit, maybe a little looser, looser. (laughs) um, I don't know. It was funny. It was a weird experience. It's been a weird experience. I'm like, I just don't know this side of myself. I've never (sighs) dealt with it before. And I wonder if like my social muscles are atrophying because I'm Mm -hmm. spending my time online Yeah, or at home because there's an effing pandemic going on.
1: Right. For sure. Uh, And I do think that they, that's like, you're exactly right. I think our social muscles do atrophy and like there are skills involved with like talking to people and like being good at it. And like, I like, for sure, I'm like a pretty easy to chat with kind of lady. Um, And I think that that's something that has come naturally to me. It was very hard for me after the pandemic. I felt a lot of like anxiety, like before stuff and like after stuff, not usually during because I feel like the adrenaline would carry me. But afterwards, I was like, did I say a weird thing? Like, did I do something odd? Like, who knows how that interaction went? Like, I'm just gonna like worry about it by myself. And I feel like it has been getting better over time. But like, it for sure i had a really hard time in that kind of gray area of like i haven't established what my risk tolerance is yet and like i will i will say yes to one event a week and that way if i get sick i, I know exactly like what the where it came from and like i could notify that person like that would be it and like the all of that planning and anxiety and build up I think was lending itself to like what how I was showing up in social situations and then like as I started like with like kind of my close circle it got a little easier and then I could move it out to like the a slightly broader circle and I was like okay this is rocky but I could I, <laughs> I could throw myself into this again <laughs> um but it has been like a slow build back up yeah uh, which is tough
0: Well, and, and also the energy it takes, like, it takes energy to new people and it can be really exhausting. And so, Mm -hmm. or, or just not even new people, but just to be out there. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think again, it's kind of like a muscle. It's like, if you don't run for a while, you lose Mm -hmm. that endurance. Um, and it's, I I feel like, yeah, the same it's been, so it's just, it's been weird because we've been, been through that before, but, um, anyways, any other thoughts on the book?
1: Um, no, I mean, the only other thing I just want to flag real quick, because this was irksome to me, but occasionally, and, like, this is not a big deal at all, this is, like, a minor thing, but, you know, <laughs> we're living in a hellscape, so I picked on it, um, he would occasionally mention, like, the leading cause of preventable deaths in America was, like, smoking, or, like, the second leading cause was, like, a sedentary lifestyle, or, like, things along those lines, um, and I wanted to be, like, sir... <laughs> the most preventable cause of death in America is gun violence. <laughs> uh, I'm just not going to, I'm not entirely sure. And like, I don't need the numbers to back it up. That's an emotional response for me. Um, But fine. And so I just like, every time that came, I just kind of was like a, a bump in the page where I was like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I wonder, because I know he's, he's actually Canadian and lives in Canada. Oh, and I'm wondering okay. if like, maybe that's just not top of mind for them because they have, appropriate gun laws
1: that could be it too you <laughs> yeah. know I all is forgiven chris apologize like i apologize for, I for searching your good name
0: <laughs> i don't know the stats but i'm it anyway yeah that
1: could be it that, that's but, a yeah. whole other hour
0: that i could talk about right. <laughs> going into. <laughs>
1: Um, but as I think about like, as like a wind down for this, is like, I think about like calm in my, like, you know, and he talked about like, um, uh, when you were talking about the fast that he did, he did that in like February of 2020. And so he came off of his like, um, dopamine or stimulation fast, like right at the beginning of the pandemic. And he was like, oh no, I was very stressed afterwards. It's like, I didn't just do it. And I wanted to be like, Chris, a pandemic has landed upon us. Like nobody was calm then, my friend. <laughs> Yeah. Despite your very best efforts, that was not gonna be a season of calm. No. Um, and so thinking about like that was like I think a useful reminder for me personally to be like, I can like practice this and get my baseline to be in a good spot where like I feel like I've got some balance and some control and I'm I'm prioritizing like but both like my time and money appropriately. But like there are gonna be things that just like are gonna ratchet my anxiety back up for like real reasons and like, that's okay too. Like anxiety is also like, I think a human response to like threat that is productive. Um, not always, like not our baseline, like he's talking about like email is not a threat the way that like lions were a threat to our ancestors, but like, and managing that piece. But I think that I just wanted that reminder for myself that there's going to be real shit that comes our way and it's going to like fucking rock me. And I just have to be okay with like the rocking and hope that like my, my strong foundation of skills and good practices will like tide me over. So it doesn't result in like burnout or, um, you know, a spiral of any kind. So that was all my last thought. Yeah. It's
0: like the baseline. Like if you have a calm baseline, like, of course there will be like moments of anxiety or like period, even prolonged periods of anxiety. Right. I think it's unrealistic to think that like, we don't live in a bubble, right? Like if you operate as a human in the modern world, like
1: it's literally both of us are worried about layoffs right now, like <laughs> it's just a part of life, right? Like, right. but I think it's like, how Bank do you,
0: <laughs> how do you minimize it a little bit more? Or like at least contextualize it a little yeah. bit. Um, but okay. So what are we reading next? I picked this one. So I feel like you get to pick. Ooh. next.
1: You had a list, I think, at one point that we were like oh, zipping through. Let's um
0: I think I had Atomic Habits was one. Mm-hmm. Um oh, another one is one I, I basically have them in the back of my here. Um another one is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, which I've okay. read and heard good things about, but I haven't read it yet. Okay. Um, There's a book called 4,000 Weeks that my friend um, gave me, Mora. that's really good. It's um, about like, we only basically have 4,000 weeks to live or something. And how do you prioritize your time? Oh, Jesus. A little Mormon.
1: Yeah, a little Mormon. Um,
0: There's uh, a lot of connections by, oh, by the, he's the same author who wrote um, uh, uh, Chasing the Scream. Um, and about oh. lost connections about like lost social connections that um I got from a family friend I haven't read yet
1: um, Ooh, that sounds good let me go hand somebody yeah. yeah I would say the Jim Cicero book or that book
0: I'll I let you pick because I let me see if there's anything other um that I'm forgetting um I don't remember what uh like when I was doing this, what, where I put the list of books. Okay.
1: The other one that I had in my queue oh, um... books, I have a list. Sorry. <laughs> okay.
0: Mirror. Oh, mirror work. That's when I did where you talk to yourself in a mirror every day for 30 days. It's actually pretty helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting things done. That's like a pretty famous, one. that's more productivity one. Um, what else uh there's the light we carry which is a o- michelle obama's book that i read recently um anyways those are the ones love
1: her uh the only one i have on my list that uh, i'll just throw out there is called emotion by design oh. um a light like creative leadership um from a life at nike hmm. and so I, it's like a slightly different take but i just wanted to throw it out there and see if you had any interest yeah That's i mean I'm,
0: I'm i'm open to to, to any so I'm uh, like I said, you you pick.
1: You know what? It is National Women's Month. Let's do the Jensen Sarah books. I think that's the only one I can think of that's written by a woman, off the top of my head. this is by a guy named Greg Hoffman. And you know what? You get nine, eleven other months. Greg, I'll circle back. Um. So let's do Jensen Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> um, great. Okay. Done. Perfect. Love it. Any- um. What a dream
0: any other recommendations or things you're reading watching listening oh boy
1: yeah i got a, i got a long list because i am screen heavy in my life uh one shrinking on apple tv oh, okay. is a damn delight where does it take place oh yes that's pasadena california oh, really and i can yes oh, it's no, incredible it's okay. <laughs> Uh, and it's like Jason Siegel, uh, Harrison Ford and Jessica Williams. And they're all therapists at the same um, practice. And like they're all going through their own life shit. And like basically in the first episode, you come across Jason Siegel's character who is like deep in grief. And he just decides to like choose a little chaos. And he's like, well, what would happen if I got more involved in my patient's life? Like I'm tired of not seeing them make progress. I'm just going to tell them what to do. And Like, you know, choose a little gets a little crazy. So it's very fun. Uh, Harrison Ford is incredibly funny in it it's just a great cast all around. So there's like seven episodes right now, maybe eight. Um, and that's great. And then what I'm reading right now is, uh, I read a book, uh, many years ago called the Priory of the orange tree. And it is about, um, dragons mostly. And it's by the author, Samantha Shannon. Uh, she just released the prequel to that. So also about dragons and these kind of secret societies and, um, how they keep like darkness at bay, um, you know, with whatever dragons. And so these are long books. Like they make late stage Harry Potter books look like a breeze. And so I am it's like a forty hour audiobook. And I was like, I need I need it. (laughs) A lot of mileage. Right. That's a full business week of reading this book. (laughs) A lot of
0: mileage. Um well kudos to Uh, you.
1: Thank you, but it is like a good it's a phenomenal world creation it's queer storylines and dragons and um, just really interesting subversion, uh, like it's a matriarchal society so it's just interesting all around, uh, and some magic thrown in always so love it will escape <laughs> Um,
0: I will plug. Um... Top Chef is starting up again. I'm really excited. Love it. The first global season, I think they're doing it in London. And so it's like world's cuisine or I don't know, but it's like more international. And so I love that too. Um, So that starts, I'm going to watch the episode tonight. It's um, just started back up.
1: You think you're going to make up for Mexican day on Great British Bake Off?
0: Oh my gosh. Well,
1: (laughs) don't even get me started on
0: Great British Bake Off but one of the co- or one of the like hosts or like comedian hosts whatever i don't they're not even really hosts they're like people who make the bakers right. feel good i don't know and banter with them mm-hmm. he is no longer with the show so i feel like they're trying to make changes and i hope they get back to their roots because they've gone a little amiss recently
1: you know what that's the tough love they needed
0: still love great british bake off but they could do some self-reflection okay um the book i've read a couple of really like delightful um rom-com kind of books
1: recently Uh, just like
0: great um light
1: and breezy and joyful
0: it's really evolved and there's some great writing like there really is truly great writing in this genre and i wish it got more credit the credit that it deserves um but there's one in particular called nora goes off script that was just a perfect It was just exactly what I needed while I was on vacation, and I recommend it if that's a genre that speaks to you. So
1: Um, I just read a book called Legends and Lattes, um, and it is a new genre. Right, right. Uh, The new genre is called Cozy Fantasy, um, and that is absolutely what I need in my life. And so she's like a warrior orc who gives up the warrior lifestyle to open a coffee shop. That's the book. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna write that down
0: and it. It's a
1: real dream book scenario. Um, it's so like there's no high tension, there's no battles to be waged. Um, there's some conflict for sure, um, but also she she meets a little guy and he teaches her about cinnamon buns. <laughs> so it's just a little cute, a cute little cozy book, and yeah, I just made me want to have a cinnamon roll every time I was like, reading. <laughs> Well, that's um
0: delightful and with that um I guess we'll end we'll it there
1: it. I love it and uh, what time, a great chat
0: yeah oh great God. chat and next time we'll do um you are a badass by Jen Sincero so we'll see you then see you then